Hannah Kim. And I'm Joni Poretia, and welcome to the Even the Little Things podcast. Yes, today we actually have a special guest joining us for episode 7. Hello, I'm Emma DeCasa. Yes, we are so excited for our friend Emma to join us to give us advice and discuss friendship. So if that sounds fun, please stick around. Before we start, we just want to remind everyone that we're not professionals in any field and that this podcast is just to talk about the big and even the little things teens go through. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Guys, I'm so excited that we have our good friend and special guest. Emma, would you like to introduce yourself to the podcast? Um, sure. So I'm Emma. I'm, I've been friends with Hannah for probably since middle school, and I've been friends with Dewani since probably the beginning of school. And I like them. I'm in journalism. I do choir. I'm going to be a junior along with them also. And I'm just really happy to be here. <laughs> Emma is a good friend of mine, and she's one of the smartest people I know. But yeah, she's just so genuinely kind, and guys, she is so creative. And yeah, so you should go follow her on Instagram. She is at Emma underscore Leolani. So anyway, I thought it was only fitting to have a close friend join us today on the podcast for our episode on friendship. Yeah, we'll be sharing friendship advice and discussing personal stories. So, but before we get into that, I just want to know how your guys' week was. My week has been pretty good. I was, like, I was, I've been settling to the week with getting to hang out with a couple of my friends. I definitely got to, I was really excited to hang out with one of my best friends. We went to the beach to just kind of relax a little bit. My week was pretty okay. I've been kind of busy trying to get settled into everything, um, you know, with school starting. And um, today I went with I went on a hike with my family and it was really long and my hiking boots were like the wrong size. So it kept clunking against my like ankles and it kind of hurt, but that's okay. And then, um, yeah, that was kind of it. It was a little bit boring. What about you, Duani? Yeah, just like Hannah, I've been adjusting into like the school schedule and trying to figure out online school. Um, I met with my cousins this weekend. I haven't seen them in a long time, so it's really fun to um, get to meet them and see them. Mm, that's really nice. So, yeah, let's just get right into it. Um, so I, we kind of split this uh, friendship episode into like two different advice pieces. First kind of advice is how to maintain slash have healthy friendships. And the other part of the advice is on how to handle different common friendship problems. So let's get started with the how to maintain slash have healthy friendships. Um, the first point being, uh, Duani, do you want to start off with the first point? Sure. The first point is always be supportive and accepting. You may not agree with everything your friend does. And unless you think that they're putting themselves in harm's way or they're doing something dangerous, you should always support your friend, regardless if you think that they shouldn't be doing that or um, or that just doesn't seem interesting for you. Yeah, I definitely agree. I know Hannah and I have definitely had conversations about this before on how Sometimes we have differing opinions, but we always try to support whatever the other one wants, especially when it comes to things like college decisions or like places we want to visit or like plans in the future and stuff like that. Even though we might not agree with certain things that the other person wants, we respect what the other person wants out of life and what the other person just likes in general and supports them no matter what. Yeah, and friendship is all about like supporting each other and accepting each other. And to have a friend, uh, you need to really like support them and be there for them. And that could be anything from like supporting them when they feel sad or when they feel happy. And I really feel like you can't be friends with someone without showing them that you really accept them and support them. You should definitely be showing them that you appreciate them and that you support them because friends, that's what friends do. They build each other up and they help each other become a better person. Um, and everyone needs a supportive friend, even if it's just one, just someone who accepts you for who you are and supports the decisions that you want to make. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially when it comes to things like insecurities or like emotional issues or personal problems. It's always good to have someone that you know you can count on to listen or like be there for you or help you or whatever it is you need. And I know I definitely have been able to count on you both for a lot of different things like that. And I appreciate you both as friends for that. Yeah, and being supportive doesn't mean that you don't get to put in your own input. You can definitely say, hey, I don't think that's a safe or healthy option for you. But it also means that you don't be judgmental and you keep an open mind because 
um, as a friend, even if you are somebody's friend, you have no idea what someone might be going through. You are not them and they are not you. So it's important to keep an open mind and just really be there and support that person. Exactly. The key of friendship is just that you support the other person just like you would want them to support you. So again, it goes both ways and just love them. Exactly. Especially with like accepting people too. I know you both made points about like accepting different things, even though like you may be a little bit turned off to it or they may not be able to explain everything. I know I've had situations with friends where they're going through something and they can't tell me much about it, but they just need someone who's there for them and can be that shoulder to cry on or just someone they know they can count on when they need help. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting point you brought up because not all the time you're going to know, like I said earlier, like you're not going to know everything. You might not know the whole story. It's just important that your friend knows that they can count on you and they know that you are there for them. So the next point is um, that you remember that friendship is a two-way street. Yeah, friendship should be fruitful. You should be able to learn and grow from your friends. Um, you should treat them with respect and kindness, just like you would want them to treat you with respect and kindness and support them and support the person that they are, just like you would want them to support you. So it should always be two-way. It shouldn't be just a one-way thing where you or it's the only other person that puts an effort into your friendship. Yeah, exactly. And I know I've definitely heard some people say that having like a true friend means that it's easy to be friends. But no, just like any relationship with another person, it takes work to build a strong friendship where, where you're there for them and they're also there for you, where you're, you're helping someone in this way and they're helping you in a different way. It's kind of a give and take that balances the friendship out that kind of shows that, oh, we can rely on each other and we trust each other. Yeah, and I've definitely been friends with people who've been really frustrated with their other friends because they're like, I don't understand why this is not happening or why we can't connect or something. And I just like I always had to remind people that you need to put in work for a friendship, otherwise you're not going to get any back. Also, I have to put in the point that you cannot be the only person um, who wants to be in the friendship. If you are the only one texting that person, the only one asking to hang out, that's not a two-way street. That's just you. Um, and that can be really unhealthy. Yeah, and... Like Hannah said, that's not a friendship. A friendship should be where two people put in the work to, you know, be friends and be with each other and love them and support them. And I've definitely been friends with like a couple people that don't put in as much effort or anything. It's always me that's texting them. It's always me that like initiates the plan to hang out. And they're always everyone to like talk to me or just, you know, when it's convenient for them, not when, you know, like I need help or I need anything. It's always just the other way around. And that and like Hannah said, that's not that's not a good friendship. You can't expect anything unless you put something in. So if you are the only one putting something in and you're not getting anything in return, I like reconsider being friends with that person. The one who brought up a really good point too about how like you can't always be the one making the effort and them just going along with it because there does need to be that balance. And I've had different friendships where we both talk a lot and so it's easy for us to find that balance where we're both putting in enough work because we both love talking so much but I have had to like establish certain friendships where it's like we both know that we don't have a lot of time to talk to each other but we both understand that hey we're putting in the work that we can and we've we've like met in a common ground on that two-way street yeah and I've definitely had friendships where it's like I've I'm the only one putting in the work I'm the only one texting that person and it's definitely frustrating because I feel like I'm doing everything right but why does this person not want to reciprocate and to that I have to say it's like then maybe that person is not really your friend and I've definitely been in friendships where I've been the one that's been contacted and I haven't put in the work back and I mean, I'm sure that was incredibly frustrating for those people too. And you just have to realize that a healthy friendship means that two people both put in the work to communicate and be friends with each other. And, you know, friendship um, definitely should be easy. It, I mean, it's a hard thing. It's a relationship. You know, it's definitely, it definitely shouldn't be like something that you're working really, really hard for. Like, it shouldn't be something like, uh, like I have to talk to this person. Or it's like, uh, like I have to put in the work. If you feel that way, I feel like that's not really uh healthy either yeah definitely and moving on to the next point hannah brought it up in her like last sentence is to always communicate and this doesn't mean straight up confronting someone when you're unhappy with your friendships it means having meaningful conversations when they're needed or always um communicating with your friend about hardships that you've been having or struggles or anything that you feel like that needs to be talked about and instead of you know dwelling on them by yourself just you communicate your feelings to your friend definitely communication is literally probably one of the biggest staples in any relationship and you hear anyone tell you that communication is the key 
And I've had to definitely work on my personal communication skills when it comes to talking with people and having hard conversations about things I don't like or things that they're doing that I'm not a fan of. Like I had to have a conversation with one of my closest friends that she kept bringing something up that I didn't really like her talking about. And I had to just calmly confront her, but not like an aggressive confrontation, but more just like, hey, I just wanted to tell you that I don't appreciate this. Could we not bring it up? And she was able to like, to look at me and be like yes of course I'm so sorry and that just like that on its own was such a big example of what communication means in a friendship and it creates so much stability and some and such a huge form of trust between you two and it's so important just like listening while we're on the topic of confrontation I've had definitely friends where I had to counsel them and tell them that hey um when you're upset with someone I know it's really hard but it's also really important that you do not lash out at that person. Like I've had someone send me a text that they're going to send somebody when they had a problem with them. And it was full of like curse words and cursing that person out and just being outright like kind of rude to that person, even though that person's been rude to you. And I just have to remind everybody that um, even people that you're having problems with are human beings and no human being wants to be like yelled at and cursed at. If you were being yelled at and cursed at, I think your first reaction would be self-defense, which would be like, hey, you're in the wrong and it just becomes more of a problem so I would say instead of like confronting a person do like what Emma did then she she calmly communicated her feelings and that person was able to gauge what was wrong and how she should fix it um, communicating with someone calmly is so much better than confronting people because confronting people sometimes doesn't get your point across it just makes someone more angry and more spiteful exactly and also when you're communicating with the other person, just make sure that you never make assumptions because you most likely don't know the whole story. If you're not involved in it, you don't know exactly what's going on. Only the other person might. So it's really important not to make assumptions that you sit there and that you talk with them and let them know how you feel and set the boundaries that are needed to be set. And also, it's like a whole big part of communication is not only the talking part, but it's also the listening part. Um, you have to listen to one another and always communicate. Yes, of course. Assumptions is probably one of the bigger points that I definitely need to focus on in my own friendships because I never really thought about it before, like how a lot of us do make assumptions when we're talking to people, like assuming what someone is feeling or how someone is perceiving what you're saying. It's something where you have to let them know, like, hey, are you okay? Do you want to tell me how you're feeling about this? Stuff like that and setting boundaries, like Duwani said, on what you should be talking about, what you don't want to talk about. And listening is always something we can all improve on and I think that definitely is probably more important than talking itself. Yeah. And also with communication, I know that it's really hard for certain people. And sometimes people think it's better if they just like bottle it up and not talk about it. Like, I don't want to bother that person. So, you know, I'm just going to keep it to myself. And sometimes that is needed. Sometimes there are things that you do not need to say to the person. So like, if you don't like their outfit that day, maybe you don't need to say that to them. But if there is a huge issue at hand, it's bothering you a lot. Like, for example, let's say you're friends with someone and then they didn't invite you to their birthday party or something. That's just a common thing I've that with high school girls, then, you know, if that really bothers you, um, it's easier probably to have a conversation with that person than uh, to just keep it in because we all know what starts after that, like a little bit of a spiteful relationship, you know, like where you tell your friend, hey, I have a problem with Christy or whatever, whoever the friend's name is. And then friend A is like, oh, why do you have a problem with Christy? And then you guys are kind of back talking your friend Christy. And then, you know, it just becomes this whole snowball effect where you're just being spiteful. Uh, that's not necessarily healthy. And that kind of stems from bottling things up. You feel spiteful and you can't talk about it. And so you just end up talking about it to somebody else when you really should have talked to the person in the first place. The next point we sort of touched on before, but it was making time for each other. And that's the whole point of friendships, to make memories and spend time with each other. And you don't have to spend time with them every single day. I know me and Hannah, um, we don't talk every day or we don't hang out every day, but we still know that we're like really good friends. You just have to carve out some time during the week or some time to just spend time with them, talk to them, um, do something fun together. Yes, definitely. And there are a lot of like different ranges in friendships when it comes to making time or like talking about certain things because I know I have friendships like I was talking to one of my best friends yesterday about how we don't really text all that often and 
but sometimes we'll just plan a hangout and we will reconnect like nothing like no time had ever passed and sometimes there are friendships like that but there are also friendships where you do need to like cultivate it and make memories more often if you're not as close and there's always those where I have to where I like to always have my weekly calls with certain friends or just have like little like text sessions with certain people or FaceTimes and those are always great to have no matter who they are. Yeah, and I know it's kind of hard for people because they're like, oh, making time means that you have to see each other in person. And that's not necessarily true. Like Emma said, you can always communicate with someone or make time for someone through with the help of technology. And that's especially important during these times where during coronavirus, COVID-19. Um, and so, you know, it's especially important that you continue to connect with these people because a lot of the times these people are lonely and you're lonely too. And so, you know, there's tons of different ways you can connect with people. Uh, you can you can call them, like Emma said, you can text them. I know on Fridays, uh, me and some friends, we do Netflix party and we just like watch a Netflix show together and on the sidebar, you just kind of text that person, which is really fun. Um, Because it kind of makes it feel like you're there. Yeah, and I know, like, uh, during the beginning of COVID-19, Duwani and I, we used to just, like, call each other for hours. And we'd just be on the phone together just doing homework and talking to each other. So, yeah. Yeah, there's so many ways you can connect with them, um, especially during this time. It might be a little bit hard, but... I'm pretty sure that you're not busy 24-7 and you can carve out, I mean, even 10 minutes just to talk to that person, text that person, hey, how are you doing? It's just good enough just so that you guys are communicating and you can build, build on that friendship and make it stronger. Yeah, I totally agree, especially during this time too. Like as you were saying, we don't have to be on our phones 24 hours and sometimes it is good while we have all this free time to like take a couple days off, not be on your phone so much. But of course, you do always want to like check in with your friends every now and then because we all are kind of like separate living our own lives more so than usual because we don't see each other at school. We don't really get to hang out as much as we usually do. So it's always good to like send a nice text or maybe check in or send them like a funny post or something. (laughs) That's always great. Mm -hmm. I know, especially like friends with some of my neighbors. And so we always try to at least like once a month, like meet up, maybe take a walk around the neighborhood and check in and see how everyone's doing. Yeah. And also I want to like say this, making time for each other isn't always like spending time together. It's making time to think and hear that person when they need you. So like, you know, you don't always have to spend time with this person or you don't have to make plans with them all the time. It's just making sure that you have time for them when they need you or making sure you have time to really let them know that you're there for them. Yeah, definitely. The next one is appreciate your friends. Um, express gratitude towards good friends even if they don't do anything nice for you it's always nice to feel appreciated or just you know it just feels nice to know that they appreciate you as a friend and I mean this doesn't have to be always but just like once in a while if you just tell them oh like I'm really glad you're my friend or I really appreciate you or I love you just it it makes a person's day too it really does and I actually got to experience that yesterday because Me and my friends, we always do like show affection and tell each other like, I miss you or I love you, things like that. But I, one of my friends and I, one of our like favorite things to do is send each other like letters or like cards in the mail. And so I got one yesterday and it was a thank you letter for just like a few different memories from our sophomore year together. And she was thanking me for like spending time with her and being such a great friend for all these years. And it really warmed my heart. And I actually FaceTimed her that day and we had a little cry session because we did miss each other a lot. It's always something that everyone can appreciate is telling someone, hey, I love being friends with you and I'm thankful that you're here for me. Even if it's something simple or just like saying thank you for doing this for me or thank you for talking with me, it's always good to hear. And I think in our day and age, for some reason, people are like, you should only say thank you when someone does something for you. But that's not when the thank you should be warranted. A thank you should be warranted whenever you feel like it is warranted. You know, whenever I see that someone is having a bad day or I know that person really needs some support and appreciation, I always make sure to send that person a text saying, hey, are you okay? You know, you're a really good friend to me. I'm so thankful that you're in my life. And, you know, I think it really helps sometimes. Uh, I'm not trying to make myself sound like a saint. There's definitely times where I wish that I should have sent that person something or sent them a text or something but you know sometimes a thank you is all someone needs uh like appreciation from people like as human beings I know it's kind of like a bad thing uh but as human beings we're kind of like trained to want like appreciation and like love and acceptance from other people so when we get 
acceptance and appreciation. It really makes us feel good. Definitely. And I'm, I don't think I'm the only person, but I always want to be like a really good friend. You know, like I strive to be a good friend. I don't want to be a bad friend or someone that people don't like or despise. So when someone tells me that they appreciate me or that they're really glad that they're friends with me, it can mean a lot. Yes, it can be really validating at times. And I know we do live in a society where validation does mean everything, but sometimes it is more just of a sweet gesture than something to get approval. Validation through thanks or appreciation is something all of us kind of need at times in our life. Yeah. And, you know, when you're spending all this time with people, you have a relationship with this person, sometimes it's just nice to hear it, you know, like, uh, I'll just I'll just be thankful right now. I'm so thankful that you guys are my friends. You helped me through some really hard times. And I really appreciate your friendship. You know, it's see, that's that's a really easy thing to do. And it, it makes people feel good. And it makes you feel good. And so appreciation is just nice. And it shouldn't be like warranted under some sort of gift giving. The second section of our advice is hard friendship moment advice. And I think we should start out with the very first one, which is how to deal with losing a friend. I think, first of all, you should allow yourself to be sad. Being sad or crying or anything like that is not shameful. This is hard. Losing a friend can be hard, especially since we're teenagers and we're hormonal and all these kind of different things. Friends are definitely a big part of our life. And so losing a friend is definitely really hard. Yeah. It is always something that you are initially sad about, and it's it's normal for that to happen because that's probably someone who's been in your life for a while and someone that you got to know and you trusted and told things to. But as we do get older, like Tawani was saying, we are hormonal, we are changing, stuff like that, but we are growing as people. And sometimes like as you get older and your personality develops and you become more interested in certain things and your values change, or your morals change, things like that you do kind of drift away from certain people and it does hurt at times knowing that, oh, we don't really fit together as friends anymore and we don't really align, but sometimes it is needed to lose certain friends in your life if they're not fulfilling anything in your life anymore. Yeah, and losing a friend is really, really hard. I've lost friends before and it's hard because that person was such a big part of my life at that time and that person help me get through things even if we're not friends now and those people were really good to me you want to be like happy because you're like oh I'm glad that that person was there at that time I needed that person in my life then maybe I don't need them now but then you're also feeling a little bit sad because you're like why can't this person be in my life forever and um you know like we're saying you're growing up life isn't always going to be the same friends aren't always going to be the same and so even though it's really hard, it's all something that we go through. And, you know, it is a sad situation. So let yourself be sad. Take time for yourself. Really learn and grow from your situation and your friendship. What did that person teach you? What did you What did you learn from that person? And, you know, that, that can kind of help you move on. Yeah, and adding on to that, don't pressure yourself into finding a new best friend or anything right away. Just allow yourself to, like, learn and grow. Um, just, like, reflect on the good things that you learned from this person because um obviously there was something that broke apart your friendship but just I feel like it's always nice to think about the positive things like oh yes this friend is not in my life anymore but what did they teach me what did I learn from them how did I grow as a person yeah I definitely think growing from certain friendships and from certain losses is definitely an important thing about like things like grief or just losing people in general I I lost my best friend of like three years (laughs) once high school started and it was more just of us growing apart and finding new things in our life that just ended up making us drift and we didn't necessarily fight but it was the sort of loss where we kind of just started to not have time for each other and we started to grow apart and there were certain things that we got angry at each other for and it wasn't a healthy friendship anymore it was something that I didn't need in my life and I needed to accept that hey It's okay that I don't have this one in my life anymore. I will find more, but I do need to understand that, oh, this is what I know not to do in a friendship anymore. This is what I know not to look for in a friend because this wasn't working for me in my situation or in my life. 
Yeah, and we have to be honest with ourselves because I know that as human beings, it's easy to blame each other for what happened in your friendship. But just be honest with yourself. Like, what have you done that was probably wrong? Um, not just what that person did that was wrong. And uh, try to accept it and be mature. And, you know, a, a huge part of, like, friendship is a lot of times you are in a friendship with someone and they have you have a lot of mutual friends with that person. So, you know, as hard as it is, be mature as possible and accept that some of your mutual friends are still going to be friends with that person. And you shouldn't try to rage war and be like, who's on my side? who's on this person's side, it's not about side, you know, you have to be as mature as possible and try not to like make people choose sides against you. Because I know I've been in that situation. And it's really awkward. Yeah, in the end, just be kind to yourself losing a friend is hard, but you'll be fine. Also accept that you may never reconnect with this person and you may need to find closure on your own. A lot of people I know are like, Oh, well, I'm going to talk to this person again, or maybe this person and I will become friends again. But just know that like that doesn't always happen. You're not going to always be able to reconnect with that person. And you might need to find closure on your own when that person gives you no explanation. So uh, even though that's really hard, just know that you find peace eventually. And it's really hard losing a friend. But know that there's other people here for you, other family and other friends. And yeah. Definitely. Uh, Moving on to the next point is, I don't know how to make friends. Um, Friends aren't hard to make, but good friends are. There's also like a lot of anxiety for people, for some people when they start talking to someone new. I know that's true for me. Um, I'm kind of like shy and quiet. So I'm not like the first person that branches out or starts conversations. Um, I wait for the other person to start conversations. And I feel like sometimes that that kind of sucks for me because people don't always want to start conversations with you. So you just like end up not talking to them or something like that. It can be really hard to get out there, but just know that you will definitely find people that have common interests with you. And I would say, you know, just start talking to them about that. Start talking to them about what they like, about what you like. Yeah, of course. That's such a great way to find people who share your interests and stuff like that. And I personally didn't realize this until just like thinking about it now but as we get older it does so in some cases it can become harder to make friends with people because I know growing up I was such a social person and my favorite thing to do at parks was to look for people who look nice go up to them and ask hey would you like to be my friend and we would spend the whole day together and that to me cute (laughs) yeah that's what I've been trying to implement into my life today is being able to look at other people and look and see that, hey, they're probably as stressed in this social situation as I am. Maybe try and make them feel comfortable by making the olive branch and trying to make friends with them first. And even if it is just saying hi or making a funny comment about something or just asking how their day was in any situation, whether that's in a class or maybe just in a public setting or like at an event or anything, it, it can be as simple as turning to the person next to you and being like, wow, this is boring <laughs> or how is your day going? Or, hey, I don't really know anyone. And that is definitely hard for a lot of people. And that's hard for me in certain situations. But at the end of the day, everyone's so focused on themselves that if even if you do think that you're making a fool of yourself trying to talk to someone, they probably don't think so. And I know that talking to people is really hard for people. I know um, going up to someone new is hard. So I think a piece of advice I would have is you know, like Emma said, uh, start with a common interest. And I would really say maybe a good idea to find some new people, new friends is to join a club or get get involved in an activity at your school. I know that's really hard for certain people to even do that because it's, it's hard to walk into a no, new social situation. And I, I know I can't speak for those people because I'm not a person who has social anxiety. I do have a little bit of anxiety with other stuff, but I don't have any like social anxiety. So I know I can't speak for these people. But, you know, sometimes when you have a common interest with someone, it's easier to talk about certain things and really bond and connect. And you can even meet people outside of school. There's so many activities outside of school and your friends don't need to be people at school. I know people who have friends that are outside of school. I know people who have friends outside of the state. Um, I have a friend who knows a bunch of people in this other state and she's really connected with them and they talk all the time on the phone and they're not even at our school and that's great. 
Yeah, just like Hannah said, you can always meet friends outside of school. Um, I moved schools a couple years ago, so I definitely do have friends that don't go here. But um, just remember that there is someone out there that wants to be friends with you. So don't beat yourself up. And I always find that sometimes friends come in like the strangest places or the weirdest times. So just know that you will find a friend and don't beat yourself up if you can't find one yet. Yeah, I definitely agree. And another thing, too, that I just wanted to add is to be open about who you think you can be friends with, because I know there are certain people who do judge who they want to be friends with based on, like, how people look or what they're involved in. And honestly, you can find friends in anyone. It doesn't matter what social group they're in or what, like, clique you think they're in. You can literally find friends in anyone, because everyone is generally pretty nice to strangers. And they'll probably be open to talking to a new friend as well, even if you might feel out of place in any situation with them. Yeah. And just know, um, even though it's hard to make new friends, it's hard to find people that you think would want to be friends with you. Know that you have three friends right here. So, um, <laughs> you know, you can you can always talk to us. Um, no, I'm being serious. If you really <laughs> if you really need someone to talk to, you can always I don't know how you would find us, but you can um, send us a message. I think there's a there's a place on our podcast website and you can send us a dm on instagram and we will respond and we'll talk to you so you know you have a friend here yes definitely my dms are always open to make friends i love connecting with people on instagram yeah emma's such a friendly person she's so nice and so yeah if you need you need someone to talk to talk to her dm our thing just just if you need someone to talk to we're here uh so yeah yeah for sure and Moving on, again, we like touched on this subject a little bit, but we're just going to go more in depth. And that's growing apart from your friends. And like we said before, sometimes friendships can be fixed by communication or talking you out. However, sometimes a friendship has like already ended before you've gotten a chance to communicate or talk to them. And that's fine, too. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of kind of sporadic but different experiences with losing friends that were mostly an effect of growing apart as Duane was saying and for me that definitely happened when I moved here is I lost a lot of my friends back in Nevada and I was seemingly okay with it because I was pretty young but also like going through school changes can also cause you to like grow apart from some people and it's never it's sometimes it isn't usually like a bad thing it's just oh we don't really have time for each other anymore and there's kind of like a subtle understanding that hey we are friendly we're nice to each other but we don't really aren't really able to like maintain the friendship as maybe we did before and it's normal to grow apart from friends and it's definitely a learning experience that we all kind of need to experience yeah and if you're growing apart from someone and you you don't want to really associate with that person anymore. I know that sounds really horrible, but it's an actual thing people people do. They they find new people and they no longer want to be with another person. And you know you don't need to tell that person that. You don't need to tell somebody I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Um, I think that you can still be friendly with someone even if you think you're growing apart. Like Emma said, you can still have a mutual like hey, I know we're not best friends anymore. I know that we don't talk anymore, but we're still friendly. Like you don't need to, you don't need to have animosity for that person. You know what I'm saying? And then also, if someone is growing apart from you, uh, know that in your short lifetime, you don't need to stay friends with someone or anybody who doesn't want to be friends with you or doesn't make you feel like you're, it's, you're worth it. When you're having friends, you should have people that make you feel like you're worth it, people who make you feel like we are friends. You need a reliable and amazing supporter friend. You don't need a half friend, and you don't need someone who really does not want to be friends with you anymore. Yeah, and if you do feel like you're growing apart from your friends, uh, set some time to like spend with them or go out and make some memories or anything like to reconnect. And if not, it's okay to take quiet friendship breaks, um, to spend time apart from each other if you guys need time to figure out anything or if you guys just aren't in the same mindset. it's That's fine if you want to take a friendship break. Not, it doesn't have to be anything big or dramatic or anything like that. Just remember that we grew up and it's okay to meet new people and run in different circles. And I think Emma said this before, but as you grow up, our interests change. And sometimes just being with a person or friend that you've been with for a long time just isn't right anymore. 
That numbers thing you mentioned is really interesting because it's like some people feel like an obligation to be friends with someone just because you've been friends for a long time. And sometimes that's true, like you want to stay friends with someone, but not all the time. Like even if you've been friends with someone for like seven years or something, you shouldn't feel obligated to be friends with them if it's not a fruitful friendship anymore. Like I said before, people need amazing, supportive, reliable friends, and we only need those type of friends. We don't need people that uh, don't make us feel like we're friends anymore or make us feel like they don't want to hang out with us anymore. So don't feel like if you have been friends with someone for a long time that you have to keep being friends with them. Yeah, obligation is never something you should base your friendship off of. I know, like we've, we've been mentioning this multiple times, that people grow and people change and Sometimes that can just be the reason why you don't really find interest in hanging out with someone. And Hannah definitely made such great points about how you should have supportive, reliable friends who are good for you and who are positive influences in your life. And it's never good to keep someone in your life just because you feel like, oh, well, they've just been there, so they need to be there. I've definitely gone through a lot of growing apart from people because our personalities didn't clash as well as they used to. And we just kind of sort of saw like, hey, we were kind of already friends out of obligation and there wasn't really a point in staying friends because we weren't benefiting each other in any way and it was more just like a friendship that we felt like we had to have. The next kind of tough friendship thing is that you're in a toxic friendship and before we start this one I just want to think about this for a second because a lot of times we're like I'm in a toxic friendship but we have to be really purposeful with our words so we should like really define like toxic. Toxic is whenever someone is like putting you down often. Um, What are other examples? Lying to you a lot. Manipulating you or like using you for certain things or just like benefiting off of stuff in your life, that kind of things like that. Exactly. And I just feel like a lot of times people think that they're in a quote unquote toxic friendship just because that person isn't doing something self-serving for them. And I just want to tell you guys, that is not a toxic friendship. That is probably you being not a very good friend or (laughs) expecting way too much out of somebody. So just know that when we're saying toxic friendship, we're talking about people who constantly put us down, constantly lie to us, manipulate us, are self-serving, things like that. Um, Because I think it's pretty much like a term that's been kind of getting out of hand and people are just using it to describe anybody who's being kind of rude to them that day. And yeah, you have like every right to be angry and upset. Just make sure you communicate with them and that you don't lash out because it's best if you guys act maturely and you figure out why it's toxic or why one person just isn't feeling good about the friendship anymore and that maybe it's necessary to go your separate ways or maybe there is a way that you can fix it if you both listen to each other, communicate and figure out what it is that you both need to work on so that you both can fix your friendship rather than, you know, just saying that, oh, um, whatever you're saying isn't right. Or I know some people try to deny it or just flat out like refuse to acknowledge that they're doing something. And that way also can be a way that um, friendships can end. But just try to communicate with them and see if there is a way that you both can figure out how to make it work. Yeah, I definitely think communicating and trying to figure out like the root of the problem or stuff like that is always great. But of course, there are also times where you have to talk to them about it and if they won't change anything or they won't change the way they're acting towards you or like things they're doing to you or using you and then that's a place where you do need to step back and say hey maybe this isn't a good friendship for me to be in and a lot of like bigger signs of friendships that can end up being toxic or already toxic or are just being friends with people who include you in drama drag you into drama or create drama with you when there's no point in it like there is a big industry of like entertainment that does romanticize drama and like having all these issues in high school and like that's not really something you want out of a friendship and that can end up being really toxic if they're just dragging you into problems yeah I think that when you're thinking about like ending a relationship with a toxic friend really evaluate what's happening in your friendship because like Duani said it might not actually be toxic and you need to communicate it out or like Emma said it's really toxic and you need to get out really evaluate the situation what does that person make you feel all the time is that person a fruitful friend to have in your life Uh, because I know I've been in definitely friendships where it was not healthy Uh, that person was kind of using me and I you know it, it just wasn't like a healthy friendship so just really evaluate you know how is this friendship going is this person using me and manipulating me and telling me that I look like really bad today and making me feel bad all the time 
you know, and and this can be really tough because like we said, it's hard to like communicate with people when that's happening. It's hard to tell someone we cannot be friends anymore because of the way that this makes you feel. But, um, you know, it's if it's really a best option for you to step back and say that's not something I need in my life anymore, because sometimes it comes down to that point. It's this person cannot be in my life anymore. And, you know, that's really tough. But if that's what's going to be healthier for you, then that's what's healthier for you. And you should definitely do it. Definitely. And I feel like some people also think that ignoring someone solves the problem. And I feel like that just creates more problem, more tension between your friendship. Um, It might have been something that you could have easily fixed and just ignoring each other or one person ignoring the other person could have just created even more problems. Like just like we've been saying this whole time, just communicate or figure out if you need to take time apart from each other. Another thing is that especially in like unhealthy friendships, I know that sometimes people try to come back into your life, even though, you know, you said that this is enough, like I don't want to be in this toxic friendship anymore. And I think it's best that we stay separate. You just have to make sure that your stance is clear and that you know where you stand because um, I've definitely let some people back in my life that I didn't really want to be friends with because I'm always a person that says like, oh, they deserve a second chance. And it just ends up being like another toxic friendship or it just ends up being the same thing as before. Yes, definitely. That's such a big part of unhealthy friendships is that's also part of like manipulation in general is trying to come back and make bring you back into that unhealthy friendship or toxic friendship. And like you said, when you're talking about making your stance clear, that's such an important part of just like being in a relationship with other people, whether that's romantic or not, or just having friendships with people. It's so important to make your stance clear on what you expect out of the friendship, what you're able to be there for them for, and what you will not tolerate in a friendship, whether that's being insulted, or even if it is like a joke, like I definitely know some people who do insult each other's jokes, at least make sure that's established and make sure that you're comfortable with that. But always make it clear what you won't tolerate in a friendship, whether that is like being insulted and having them mean it or them like criticizing you all the time. And while, of course, there is healthy criticism in the friendship, there is always a level of it that should be expected and should not be crossed. And there are so many things that you can establish in a friendship, whether that's like boundaries or things that you don't want to talk about or things you don't want them to bring up or things you don't want them to use you for. And it's always better to at least tell them and make it clear before you try and allow them to even come back and be friends if you do that in the first place. Yeah. And so remember when we talked about before not ignoring it? Um, so this is what we're talking, kind of talking about. If you're trying to end a toxic friendship, I don't think you should ignore that person because that person's going to keep trying to come back in your life and probably get really angry that you're not talking to them. Um, it doesn't need This doesn't need to be a confrontation, but just let that person know that you need to step back from this friendship. You need to be firm and, be t- and tell them like, this is not working for me. Um, it's not healthy for me. And I need to take a step back. And it, maybe not those words, but you can definitely do it in like a calm, collected way that makes that person not feel attacked. And you can also take a break from them. And people probably will try to come back in your life. And like we said, you need to be really firm with that. You need to tell them, this is not healthy for me. I don't think it's healthy for you. And I think we need a break because this is like a real example. But I had a friend who we were just not getting along. She was always trying to like start drama with me for no reason. And so I told her, I said, uh, we we need a break. We cannot keep being friends like this. I don't even think this is what real friends treat each other like. And so we kind of took a break. But then she would always keep like, having people who are like mutual friends like text me and be like why do you hate her or like text make people like prank text me or like keep trying to like talk to me and like yeah now we're friendly but it's like that's it like I don't want to be friends with that person anymore because I know what it feels like and then like and then like recently like a year ago she texted me and she was like why do you hate me so much and it's like that person might keep dragging you into drama and drama and drama and it's like you don't need to engage you can just tell them no I don't hate you let's move on let's just be friendly and that's it you know what I'm saying like a toxic friend might keep trying to pull you back but like we said you have to be very firm with your position and very um, neutral about it definitely you just have to recognize when you're in a toxic friendship know when it's best to get out of that friendship or know that this is fixable it's just you need to know and having a toxic friend isn't best for you mentally or physically and there's so many other people out there that would love to be friends with you yeah and another thing to add on to that is we've been mentioning before like how you need to hold your ground and 
be firm on what you want in a friendship and why you think it's unhealthy. But there are also so many cases where sometimes someone might feel uncomfortable confronting someone or not, well, not confronting, but telling someone that you don't think the friendship is healthy anymore, telling them that you're not comfortable with them doing this anymore. And that can just be really hard on a person, especially if it's someone you're close to and someone you look up to. But at times, there are a lot of times in your life where you will need to realize I'm as a person worth more in a friendship than how I'm being treated or how they're treating me. And that is when that is such a big time in your life where you do need to step up and realize that, hey, I'm my own person. I'm independent. I don't need this person dragging me down with them. And that's when you need to, like we've been saying, like Duane and what Hannah have been saying, is that's when you need to stand your ground and look for other people to make friends with because there are so many other people who can be better friends than that and not be so emotionally, mentally, or physically draining. Yeah, and I just want to say that toxic friendships don't need to be like this big dramatic friendship. It can also be someone who just continuously like brings you down. Like you're in a conversation and they're just like, yeah, you look kind of okay today or you know like they're always saying things to you like micro stuff that can be toxic as well and I just want to also say that we're not talking about toxic relationships because that's a totally other different things we're talking about toxic friendships and you know friends are people that are in your life like constantly so if you have constantly somebody who's always trying to bring you down and like Emma said, take you down with them. It's not healthy to have and you need to stop engaging with that person because obviously it's causing you stress in your life and you don't need any extra stress about other people. Um, So yeah, and I also want to say when someone who is kind of like a toxic friend tries to like engage in an argument with you, don't engage with them because often that fuels their fire. They like it that you're engaging with them. They like it that they're kind of bothering you and they kind of get something out of it, which is kind of disgusting, but that's just how it is. So make sure to just like not, it's really hard, but don't engage with that person when they keep trying to come back, when they keep trying to bring you down. Be calm and mature and just let that person go because that person does not need to be in your life. Yeah, and so that was our um, advice for how to maintain healthy friendships, um, tough friendship advice. And now we thought it would be a good time because we have a special guest to share some personal stories about friendships. Um, this could be good stories, bad stories, embarrassing stories. Uh, we'll just have to see. But yeah, Duani, do you want to go first? I don't think I've ever really had a toxic friend or anything like that. I don't like to involve myself in drama or anything like that. So I try to stay out of it. And I think... I've had like really good experiences with friends. Um, so I moved here here when I was in seventh grade and I'm a junior now, but I think what was like key of like, if you like moved to a different place was that like staying connected with your friends. And I felt like when I moved here that we started to become more and more distant and I would reach out to them, but you know, it was just like, we talk like sometimes here and there and like, I considered those, like, my really good friends, but we just kind of, like, fell apart as when I moved, but I think um, one of my friends, she reached out, like, a couple years ago, and I think ever since then, we've been, like, talking every week, and it's just, like, it's really good to know that just communicating, again, like we've said, like, throughout this whole episode, just, it can, like, rebuild friendships, like, we didn't talk for a couple years, but now, like, we talk almost all the time, so I think that was, like, really nice to know that she was one of my childhood best friends and that we got a chance to reconnect even though we like fell apart and that you know we like talk almost all the time now that's really sweet that's really nice um I'm glad that you got to reconnect with that person Emma do you have anything you want to share sure I might have one or two stories but I definitely know one of the first ones I wanted to talk about was how for me personally, at least, I've had a lot of experience, of course, with like having friends that I live next to because I have a lot of friends in my own neighborhood. But I've also learned throughout the years that I do tend to do pretty good when it comes to connecting with people in like longer distance kind of friendships. Because I know me and my cousin, who's essentially my other half, uh, we ba- we grew up together and we were always best friends until I moved in fourth grade. And even though, like, I was so young, I still, like, was able to genuinely internalize that, hey, I'm leaving my family, I'm leaving my friends, this is going to be such a different experience, and that was when I moved here. And I remember at the start of the years, we didn't really, we weren't really able to talk much, because I didn't have a phone, and so I wasn't really able to see her unless we were visiting. And so we did kind of grow apart, but I know once I got my phone, I got her number, we started talking more in maybe, like, seventh grade. That was when we really started to reconnect. And now we're closer than we probably ever were when we were little. And I've just found myself realizing that, hey, sometimes distance 
can be a good thing with friendships. For me, it was seeing that I genuinely did want to put effort into becoming closer friends with my cousin, even though we were related. We never really feel all that related. We, we felt it was more of a friendship we had to curate ourselves because we never got to see each other as often. And I also started to rebuild that similar kind of friendship with my other cousins and even some of the cousins that I've never really met, but we kind of like reconnected online and stuff like that. And I do thank things like Instagram and <laughs> the internet for certain things like that for helping keep a lot of those longer distance friendships alive. Oh, that's really sweet. I've had a lot of different friendships throughout the year. I would say that I'm like a pretty friendly social person and I love talking to people. Uh, obviously, um, these two people know that I like talking. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but before I moved to Washington, I lived in New Jersey and I had a best friend since kindergarten. And, you know, we were best friends for like from kindergarten to like fifth grade when I moved. And it was really hard because um, that was the one person that I like valued, I guess, the most in my friendship because we were just friends for so long. And I felt like we really understood each other. And when I moved, we were like, we're always going to talk to each other. We're always going to be there for each other and you know for a while we did FaceTime like once a week and things like that and then it gradually became less and less and um it was definitely hard because I remember like there's certain instances where you know I would feel like why aren't we as close anymore things like that but you know as I've grown older I just had to realize that I will always love and value this person and this person will always love and value me and even though we're not they're together anymore and even though we are not next to each other best friends every single day all the time I will never forget this person I will never have anything but love for this person just because of how strong our the foundation of our friendship is and even though we do not talk every single day we do FaceTime all the time even if it's just a simple couple text a year I know that this person and I are good friends and we will always be good friends. And that's just something that I had to learn and grow from. I don't know. It was just kind of like a learning moment for me. And then I guess like another one I have is in middle school, I was best friends with somebody. We were like best friends from like the day we met in like sixth grade up until like the end of like ninth grade and things like that. And I guess we kind of like drifted apart. And then I don't really know what happened there. Uh, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you guys you just kind of like drift apart from somebody and you don't really know why or how or when they just become somebody who's like distant from you. I don't know if anyone's ever experienced that. And then recently I was going on a drive and I passed her house and I started thinking about that person and then I ended up giving that person a text and we've been texting back and forth now and I'm actually really happy that I did that because I, I genuinely miss that person because that person was such a big part of my life and you know sometimes reconnection is good but that doesn't mean that we'll get to the place we were before in middle school but I'm just so happy that I'm able to contact that person so yeah that was some friendship stuff Okay, so that was all of our advice on friendship and personal stories. Yes, and we hope you enjoyed our special guest, Emma DeCasa. She's one of our good friends, and let us know if you would like her to come back and what we should talk about. Thank you so much for having me on here. It was great to talk to you guys, especially with friendship. And knowing that I have such great friendships with you guys, it was always good to hear your different takes on different things. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Oh, we love you. And we also hope that you guys enjoy this episode and hopefully you took away something from it. Yes, please let us know and share podcasts with family and friends. Also, if you support us, let us know by following our Instagram and Twitter at Even the Little Things Podcast. Anyways, we hope you enjoy this episode of our podcast. We post episodes every Friday. Thanks again to our special guest, Emma. Make sure you follow her on Instagram. Our podcast is dedicated to sharing advice, mistakes, confessionals, and giving you peace of mind on all the little things impacting teens today. Because it's not just you worrying about even the little things. It's us too. We hope you'll join us next time. Bye.